Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is Hector Santia Esteban and we are going to get into today's What's Working Now episode in just a minute. But before we do, I want to invite you to come and hang out with us on Twitter at Perpetual Traff. That's Perpetual T-R-A-F. Come find us and let us know what topics or guests you want to talk about on future episodes. As always, thanks again for being part of the Perpetual Traffic family. We're going to get into our What's Working Now episode right after this. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Hey, PT listeners, this is Hector Santi Esteban. And not many people know this, but I actually got my start in digital marketing doing chatbots. And I was fascinated by the type of experience you could create for your customers. I mean, the level of automation and personalization you can create without a ton of technical knowledge is kind of crazy. So if you're looking to increase and automate your lead flow, our friend Matt Lates from Bot Builders put together a free training that will show you how to get started. To watch it, go to botwebinar.com. That's B-O-T webinar.com. And you can sign up for this free training. Hello and welcome to Perpetual Traffic. I'm so excited to announce something and uh, hopefully this doesn't sound too self-serving, but my producer recently shared the fact that the Perpetual Traffic podcast is now in the top half a percent, the top 0.5% 
of all podcasts worldwide. And, and I actually think it's fair to say in the universe, because as far as I know, there are no <laughs> interdimensional podcasts. So we're in the top half a percent of podcasts worldwide. And, you know, at the risk of sounding like one of those douchebag Oscar acceptees, couldn't have done without you, our listener. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, really appreciate you. To pay you back, I've asked my business partner, smartest Google Ads guy in the whole wide world, John Moran, to come here and school us up on a topic that is near and dear to my heart. John, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks. I think uh, it, it's funny when you were doing that intro is like, we'd like to thank our fans, mom, dad. It just mom. reminds me of those, all those speeches. <laughs> it's the fans that make it possible. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, I mean, dude, the rankings are based off of downloads. So if we weren't getting the downloads we were getting, we wouldn't have the ranking we're getting. Well, good, because I download uh, this I have, thing like 200 times a day, so I better be counted for something. <laughs> so it, I'm so happy it's paying off. <laughs> <laughs> now that they know our secrets. Um, uh-huh. So uh, we, we called you in here. Actually, it was Hector that pinged you. Hector was like, we need to get someone who actually knows what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> Google killed Flock, which I, dude, I'm, I'm so, happy. so happy about. I know. that was that, I, I was freaked out. I called this months ago. And I'm going to call it again here. So mark this date in your calendar, folks. This is the date that John has predicted the future. I think this has been an entire shell game to simply just at the end of the game, revise what their targeting is, even though it was an evolutionary process to be revised this way anyway. And that's what I'm thinking is going on. I don't understand what you just said. Say it again, but for a dumber person. (laughs) So (laughs) privacy first came out. Google said, okay, this is the way that we're doing this. We're not going to be deposed in front of Congress like Facebook, and we're not going to violate anybody's privacy, yada, yada, yada. The way that we're, we're developing a way to do that. Now, however, I believe what they were doing is also just developing a better way to target people who are actually in the market for something. And they did it under the guise of we're simply going to protect your privacy in doing so. But it, to the advertisers out there, we didn't know who these people were anyway. What an interesting point. We never knew who you were anyway. I could push an ad <laughs> to you, but I didn't know who the you was. Well, here's here's what's funny. It's you're not gonna know who these people are. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't I didn't know that anyway. And it's like now we're gonna now we're gonna share with you topics that has replaced flock. So now we're showing you an audience of people based on their interests. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's what I've been doing anyway. <laughs> That's what I've this entire time. Well, so let me, I'm just going to hit the pause button real quick because if you're listening to this and you weren't, and you aren't familiar, Flock was Google's answer to this, the privacy problem. It was called Federated Learning of Cohorts. And the short version is they were taking every human that inter- interacts with the, the Google ecosystem and putting them in a, in, a, in a cloud of people, a flock, if you will. And that flock was, it was predicated upon your interests. But what was weird about it was everybody was only in one flock. And that's what really bothered me. So let's say you, John. John is shopping for a house, but you're also shopping for daycare and you're interested in sunglasses. Well, you'd be in a flock with a bunch of people that have those three interests in roughly more or less the same kind of order. And the flocks would have been up to about 10,000 people. So thousands of people in each flock. Now, if I sell sunglasses, I am now competing against people that sell houses. And if you sell a house, you have a way higher capability of paying more for a customer. And there's a, there's a bunch of other applications too, but it, it, any interest that exists on the periphesis of the flock is now at a, at a disadvantage because we're no longer bidding on a key phrase basis, let's say. Um, we're bidding on a flock basis. It's the price per flock. Or, or, and, and you'd start targeting specific flocks because the flock was going to be visible. That was the proposal. Um, now, Google has since killed that, but 
And dude, I was straight up chicken little. I mean, I've got 15 YouTube videos talking about how we can't let this happen because it's going to change. It's going to change marketing forever. Now, they've killed Flock and they replaced it. It's so weird how the pendulum swings because Flock was the most complex thing I've ever. I Dude, I read all the GitHub documentation. I was knee deep in that crap. And now they roll out topics and they're like, all right, we're replacing. We're going to kill Flock. We understand. Everybody freaked out. This is a bad idea. And then they replace it with topics. And topics like I could paper up right now in crayon and my four-year-old would understand it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 and what the funny part about that is it's, it almost seems like to me, and I'm knee deep in this, you know, 14 hours a day, essentially, I could make an argument that every which way, shape and form I've targeted a person was based on a topic. And I was also competing with, I don't want to say their name, but like a big national bank as an example, like, let's just use, I don't want to, I don't want to say their brand name on air. Cause I don't know what, what I want to get anybody in trouble, but let's just say a big bank called bank of United States. I'm competing against them for the same person because my person is interested in gardening. And I'm trying to sell them a garden hose, but they're also looking for a home loan. We're going after the same person anyway. So what's interesting about this is this whole paradigm is just, it, to me, seems almost like a different way to interpret how we're attacking an audience. And you're simply using ad copy to capture their attention on one of the things that they're interested in anyway. Now, with the introduction of topics, how they're choosing three topics that are lasting for three weeks, essentially, in a nutshell. All this necessarily does is enhance the audience's um, receptiveness to your ad based on the topic that they're most interested in now, which is perfect for me. Well, it's better for I everybody. Mean, it's I'm, better for the advertiser, but it's also better for the user. Right. And and it's almost like this it, This has nothing to do with Flock before, really, if you think about it. Dude, that's if what's you... funny. Is this new proposal, it's not a, like there's there's nothing analogous about it. It's like, all right, we're wiping the drawing board. And we're coming up with a whole new thing. And it's like, this isn't even the same drawing board. Like, this is nothing like I, what we were talking about. I'm testing different topics right now. I have a campaign on YouTube and the topics that I'm going after in my, and I, I have a conversion right now that I'm looking at. I have three clicks, one conversion. Cost per conversion is $14.73. And I'm focusing on the topics of business and industrial. Now, so I have a stupid question. Are you sure yeah. the topics that you're targeting inside of Google Ads right now, are you sure that's the same topics protocol being referred to in this new announcement in the topics API? No, but I believe it's going to be the same engine or a part of it. It would have to be the same, what would I call it? Table of contents. What do you call that? Like the knowledge graph. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. I think, and, and that's that's what's interesting is I know Google rinses, repeats, and recycles different parts of their algorithm or engines. What I oh, mean by that is like DS. Yeah, DSA campaigns. Yeah. So let's take Google Search Console's engine and then plug it into Google Ads as a DSA. Cool. Topics. Well, let's just take the segmentation of interest based on last 14 days of active searching for an intent or decision to buy something and then use that as a way to identify people. Now, does that mean when it actually comes down to the user interface of Google Ads specifically, does that mean that DSK and interest categories are going away? I don't think so because now in 2022 in June, Performance Max is going to take over a smart shopping campaigns as an example. I didn't have interest or topics in there at all. And now it's just changing over and I still don't have Flocker topics. They're so now fully... you didn't, but Google might have, right? The, so the machine learning or the, the algorithmic approach to displaying ads could have been based off of the information that was being presented on an individual user basis as you connect that user to a site. So I go to whatever, BBC, and I'm looking at an article. 
and and mm-hmm. and the ad mechanism is trying to deliver trying to decide what topic to deliver me what ad to deliver me and there's 100 million ads that i'm eligible for because of my geography my socioeconomic status the time day whatever and the ad they deliver is based off of this new topics api is the way i understand it and i could be wrong well i i i would say yes but when i when i boil down to the detail i can't find a difference you know, the way that it was working is the way the topics will work. So regardless of the way that they change the engine, we get to the same place in the same amount of time. Like you're, we're going from point A to point B <laughs> in basically the same way. Okay, I'll give you a, a fun exercise and everyone can follow along at home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to twist a word here and let me know if you don't think this does not make sense. This would be a, be a fun exercise. Topics brings user information and product information together to show the best product at the right time to the users who would be most interested. Does that make sense? You, just, that was, it, you, you replaced smart shopping with topics. I, I replaced dynamic prospecting with the word oh. topics, and it still makes sense. That's like one of those buzzword Mad Libs where you could just swap anything out. It's an ad lib. So both of those scenarios make sense. Now, what does it boil down to at the end of the day? You're right. It could be completely like, hey, we thought this person was looking at this. The way that it was, the way that Google explained it to us is if a person was reading a blog about the best running shoe for dirt running. roads. Yeah. <laughs> and like, is the topic now running? Is the topic now running shoes? Is the topic exercise? If it's mm. yes. Okay. Now, now how does that now, what was it using before? So uh, I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate in defense of Google, yeah. which is not a rule. No, let's do it. I, it's not, yeah. It's not a rule that I excel at, but, and I've got this, <laughs> this article pulled up and we'll link to this article in the show notes, by the way, it, it came out in late January, Google announcing topics. What they say is in an effort to help preserve privacy, your browser will determine a handful of topics that quote unquote best represent your interests for that week. So it's on a week by week basis. And mm-hmm. then they're going to deliver those topics to the site, to the advertiser, the, the, the recipient, let's say, but they're only delivering three topics. And here's where things get a little nuanced. They're delivering one topic from each of the past three weeks. So whatever it was that you were most, I was shopping for a refrigerator three weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was trying to buy a car and this week I wanted to buy a Microtech knife. So now it's like, you know, whatever, home improvement and automobiles and transportation and outdoor survival. Tools. Those are my three topics. And I made those up by the way. I don't know if those are topics. And on week four, my refrigerator search, as long as I haven't refreshed it, falls off. And according to Google, and this is the part, this is really funny. Google says, where did they say it? When you... When a topic falls off, they don't save that topic anywhere. It's not cached. And John, before mm-hmm. we started recording, you cried foul. You're like, I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. So you think well, Google now? Well, I, here, I, here's the other part that, and let's let's say we do buy. Let's say let's say that I say, okay, that makes sense. It's true. Oh, here it is, real let's quick. Go, here's the exact verbiage. Yeah. Topics are kept for only three weeks, and old topics are deleted. So when you say, hey, they they have a interest for three weeks and then that interest gets deleted, okay, that person falls out of market, the next person comes into the market. I still don't see a difference. I guess from an advertiser's perspective, there isn't one, but there is a difference from a user's perspective if Google really is dropping the topic. So maybe I'm, they I'm have actually happy with this change. User- I do. I am too. I am too. I'm optimistic. I think this is going <laughs> right. to really well. work out really well for everybody as opposed to flock, which was like death, digital death. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like you're, you're advertising to a group of sheep. <laughs> That's a yeah. horrible idea. I think this is 
if if you were to give me, let's say Flock never existed, and let's say Privacy First never existed, and Google said, hey, this is the new model that we're working towards, all that means is I have more interested users in a very short subscription cycle, which means they're in the market for three weeks, and I don't have to potentially burn audiences or overshow ads to people who are not interested, but were, you know, at least engaging with the ads and somehow like watching the YouTube videos. All you're basically telling me or Google and what I'm saying, I'm, I would tell this to Google is all you're basically telling me is now I have a more refined audience of more interested users. That's going to be evergreen. Mm. Won't this kill companies with a long sales cycle though? Mm, well, not no, sure. I think it changes their funnel model. They're going to have to capture privacy or they're going to have to capture first party data sooner. So where yeah, you can't drip. Of intent. Right. So where you can't really necessarily drip on a person for four, five, six months, which I don't even know if you could before, because if they all of a sudden gather a different interest and they fall out of interest, now all you're doing is, is long-term drip marketing onto people who are no longer interested, but still had a quote unquote topic that Google thought they were interested in, but they sense decayed. So that's why I'm like, it's kind of nice because you can actually possibly cycle those people out quicker now, rather than just say like, hey, this audience used to work and it's still showing ads. I'm still getting clicks, but I'm not getting engagement. Well, that's probably because they're actually not in the market anymore. Uh, you just have awesome, compelling ads. But the the thing that I would think is is a, a, a good shift to this is if you're, if you're a long-term sales cycle, you're going to have to focus on on capturing that first party data first, where it's lead magnet or some sort of engagement indicator that captures the attention. Or at least if you get the person to the site, now that becomes first party data, right? You know, if you, if, if the, you, yes, anything they do on that site. Now, this is where the it gets nuanced because it depends on from a technological perspective, what your tech stack looks like and how you're capturing mm -hmm. the data. The European Union just declared Google Analytics illegal because of the way the data was being captured and viewed and monitored, I know. And that's like, if we have, let's just stick to the United States, I think just for the short term. Um, if if you get the person to the site and that now becomes your first party data. Hey, it's Kasim here and I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. If you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue, and you've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process, if you don't 5X your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners, when's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is that's way too long for me to remember, 
I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a new service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past, and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BK is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. Okay, you can remarket to these users. It's first-party data now. You you have the cookie of your own. Mm. So, it and that's when I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about what are we using today. There's not... A big change, and I'm kind of happy about. Well, I'm really, really happy about that because Flock was a terrible idea, but it almost kind of just reverted back to the original. What Google has told us how their algorithms work, how, but now just more refined. And I think that possibly ad copy, or sorry, ad spend could be more efficient from this. Did you know companies that blog consistently receive sixty-seven percent more leads than those that don't? Now that feels obvious, right? When you hear it, but it's still a really surprising statistic. Consistent blogging is so important to growing a business, but who has the time to research keywords, come up with topics, write content? It's a nightmare. BKA Content, a content writing agency with 10 years of experience, offers monthly SEO blog writing service where they'll do it all for you. All of your monthly blog posts delivered directly to your inbox, 100% ready to publish. Go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. If you're not A-B testing on your site and doing optimization experiments, you're leaving serious money on the table. Not only can it keep your business from growing, it gives your competition an edge over you. Luckily, our friends at Conversion Fanatics have run thousands of conversion rate optimization experiments every year for clients like Clorox, Burt's Bees, Dr. Axe, Magnolia, ClickFunnels, and many more. They optimize your site for you so you can get more customers, scale your traffic faster, and see more profit to your bottom line. If you're interested in how you can optimize your website, you can get their number one Amazon bestseller for free by going to conversionfanatics.com forward slash free book. That's conversionfanatics.com forward slash F-R-E-E-B-O-O-K. Go download it today so you can learn how to double your customers, sales, and profits with A-B testing. So if you're listening to this, and well, if you're one of our listeners... The go-to, the action item is actually don't take action. It's keep, if what you're doing is working, keep doing it. I think the action item, yeah, it, it's definitely, it definitely keep, keep doing what you're doing. What I would actually do is start to experiment. Now, if you have not experimented in the topics section of Google ads, I would start to experiment more uh, or at least overlay audiences. So Google has two big areas, topics and audiences. And those audiences can be overlaid within any non-smart campaign. So search, display, YouTube, those those type of campaigns that are not like a smart shopping or a performance max. When you overlay those audiences or you start to go outbound into your topics, you're going to get instantaneous feedback about how many people are in those topics or those audiences 
And then what is the, the impressions, the click, the click, the rates, cost per click, the cost per conversion, conversion, conversion rate, all the good data. But if you can get out ahead of this and start to develop your own avatar worksheet that is specific to Google ads, when topics do roll out, you'll be more apt to say, well, the keyword I was bidding on, I think is that topic. You'll, you'll go from that to the topics that show good engagement, even if I'm just overlaying and observing. Now I can see the keyword I'm bidding on is, is ABC, whatever that keyword is. That falls under this audience and my keywords are converting well with this audience. And if that audience now becomes a topic, nothing has fundamentally changed. You just have gained more knowledge about what Google is interpreting your users as. It's almost like Google rolled out Flock just to show us how bad it could be. So <laughs> when they push topics and, we're, and they're like, all right, all you get is three topics. We're like, oh, thank God. Because we used to have you know, 72 million <laughs> profiles. And now they're like, you get three. And we're like, oh, but at least it's not Flock. You know what's so funny is this is this is an expansion on a frequency cap. It's almost it's almost it's like be thought a about user that way. Driven frequency cap. It's like past yeah. three weeks we're just not going to give you. Yeah, where I used to say, okay, show this ad to Cosm twenty times, and if he doesn't click or engage, then just stop showing it. And now Google's like, all right, or we're just going to show it to Cosm for three weeks, and if he doesn't click and engage, then you're it's going away anyway. It's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> three weeks is such an arbitrary timeline. Number one, number two, they're not very clear about this. Like, can a topic re up? You know, if I've looked for right. Montessori schools every single day for the last nine months, does it maintain my number one topic, or is there a I don't know what line of demarcation where Google just says, okay, we're going to stop delivering this. I don't know. I guess, well, I that's, guess that's kind of nice. We have to wait with bated breath and see. Yeah. And that's what's, what's nice. And even if that does fall off, <laughs> what this forces you to do is, man, if they were sitting there searching that every single day and you didn't capture their information, <laughs> you're oh, not yeah, a very good marketer. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, <laughs> and then what's nice is if they do fall off, then you get another chance with the next person that comes in into that, I guess, topic. So I'm, I'm very excited about this. I, I really, really, really am. It's almost the, it's going to be the comeback of the direct response marketer. <laughs> oh, I hope not. I hope God, those guys. Well, we'll yeah. see. It's a, it's a ever changing right. world. Yeah. It's more, it's, it's interesting how things get like, you know, it, on one hand, everything's getting more and more and more complex. And then something like this just like simplifies it and just flattens everything. It becomes two dimensional. Every um, dog has a anyway. day, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate you. You're awesome. If you're listening I, I probably this, wasn't, probably wasn't much value, but uh, a good, you know, left and right brain discussion about, about how this is going to actually work. Well, I'll tell you why I think it was a lot of value. It's, it's, it's a no news conversation. Like we got to the end and we're like, all right, it doesn't really change anything. But I think people that run Google ads need to know that. Because when Google comes out and says, hey, we're changing everything about the way that we're allowing you to target, you know, that might be tinfoil hat bunker time or it mm -hmm. might be, OK, everything's going to be OK. And I think what we're telling our listeners is it looks like from the outside looking in, we could be wrong. It looks like everything's going to be OK. I think so. Yeah, I think everything's going to be OK. I think it's here's my thought process is you and and this is the last thing I'll kind of say on the topic. Google makes a heavy majority of their revenue on ads. Is I think it's a to the oh, tune of ninety six percent or something. Yeah, ninety five, ninety six percent. Google would have to essentially commit business suicide for this to really cause a panic for the advertisers. So I think that That's when they why they killed Flock. Bingo! <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced. I, I'm not kidding. I think it was my YouTube videos that killed Flock. That was the only one talking was... about it. Yeah. We listened to Cosm. We figured out this is a bad idea. <laughs> Sergey, Larry, baby, listen. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do this. Don't do this. You don't want to press that button.
Doing <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for having me on the show. This is this is fun. I think good. Coming on, dude. John is the uh, the chief strategist over at Solutions Eight, smartest Google ad in the whole wide world. You actually created the 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 course for digital marketer. The the new yeah 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 the, the uh, paid traffic mastery for uh, YouTube. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So. Yeah, if you're listening, check that out. Uh, otherwise, appreciate all y'all who tune in. We want to get better. We want to be the number one podcast uh, in the marketing space. And so if there's something that we can do better, please let us know. You can go to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. Let us know one thing we do well, three things we can improve upon, uh, and then other topics you want to hear about in the future. No pun intended. Until then, John Moran, appreciate you, sir. Peace. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hey, PT listeners, I've been running my own business since I was 17, and I found that nothing slows down entrepreneurs more than this one pesky question, and that's what do I do next? And left unanswered, you find yourself stuck far below your potential, jumping from one shiny object to the next, perpetually wondering why other businesses are growing and yours is stuck. So that's why Scalable has put together the seven levels of scale framework. We'll give you the shortest path possible to go from a struggling startup to a high profit, high impact, exitable business that'll give you the wealth and freedom you deserve. So stop wondering what to do next and take our free three-minute assessment today at getscalable.com slash go. That's getscalable.com slash go. And you can download a free guide to show you what level of scale you're currently at and how you can scale quickly and profitably to the next.